Hey, Sue, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me okay? We can hear you great. We're going to start in a second. Hey, Sue. Hi. How you doing, Raptors mom? How are you, Raptors mom? (laughs) Excellent. Thank you. Good. I'm so happy for you guys. Aw, thank you. We're excited to to get going. We've got a great, great um, chat ahead for everyone who's tuning in. Meet Sue Danforth, mother of Fred Van Vliet, and our very own Wendy Sparks, the newest Raptor mom, mother of Kim. Amen. Yeah. So can you believe it, Wendy? Like, you are a Raptor mom. Um, You know, I want to know right off the bat, how does that feel? Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to find the the right word. Um, Right now, this use fantastic. I don't know what word is better than that. I mean, when Kem started playing basketball, we always talked about the Raptors. And we were always saying, you know, playing for your own country is just amazing. And hopefully you'll have that chance one day. And here it is years later. And we never would have imagined that. Just never. And here he actually is a Raptor player. Like, it's just... I don't know. I guess I believe in you ask for something and you shall get it. And for those that don't know, I mean, this is really Kem's second club. You know, it, it for you, it may still feel like it's new. Maybe I'm wrong when, but, you know, he's he's been with the Magic since 2017. So, uh, you know, he's a seasoned NBA player now and he'll be embarking on this new journey. Absolutely. So this is like his second team that he can play on and represent his country. So there's a lot of meaning behind that um, for us as Canadians, right? And as well, Kem's developed such a a great relationship with Nick Nurse. Um, So for him to play for that coach that just allows him to be himself as a professional basketball player, I mean, it just goes without saying. And and Sue, for you, I mean... This is really the only organization you've known since Fred has uh, come into the league. And, you know, you've been embraced by Raptor Nation and your entire family. We all love Freddie. So what can Wendy expect as a, as a Raptor mom and being part of the, you know, the Raptor? Just a lot of love. And, I mean, just to be welcomed by, I mean, you're being welcomed by a whole country. It's not just a city or a state, like it's a whole country. And I can't imagine like how you guys feel being able to play for your whole, I mean, he's playing for his country, literally like that. How cool is that? (laughs) I would say it's pretty amazing. And I want to get your um, perspective, Sue, on just the Raptors championship in 2019, that entire run. Um, for those that are in the room listening, give them the perspective from mom. What was the finals like um, for you as as mom? Oh, gosh. I don't know how you put that into words because you're, you have this young man that has always talked about being in the NBA and the ultimate goal is an NBA championship. So... In our situation, going back to, like, um, his high school days, he fell short of winning state for um, high school, which would be the highest honor. Then in college, they made it to the Final Four, and they didn't win. And each time it was like, man, how many times are we going to lose? But it was only setting us up to appreciate not only the G League championship, but then to actually win an NBA championship that early in your career, it just made everything else totally worth it. And it really like, it still doesn't really like sink in. I think as a parent, as deep as it does to other people, to me, he's just my son. Right. But to other people, he's like, Oh my God, 
he's an NBA yeah. champion, you know. <laughs> you know what? I just want to touch on that for a sec because that is so true. For us, they're going to be our kids no matter what. Yeah. And the one thing that I love about Fred and Kim's story is that they both went undrafted. Yes. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And now they're like teammates on such a wonderful team with such a wonderful coach, right? So, yeah. I mean, I'm loving every second of it. Yeah. So just on that um, point of them both being undrafted, there's obviously a lot of similarities there. And, you know, both of their journeys are very different. Fred went through the 905. Kim went, you know, also did the G League or D League at the time. He went overseas. But now that they're both on the same team, do your sons know each other? I don't think so. I don't think uh-uh. so either. No. No. I just know that Fred was like, mom, your friend's son might be a raptor. I was like, no way. Oh, my God. <laughs> they know of each other. but Right. Because not- of us. Right. Yeah, yeah. They don't know each other. So think of it. Yeah. The mom's connected to players. Look at exactly. that. So we can start to uh, expect a lot of pick and rolls with Freddie and KB um, with yeah. Kim rolling to the basket, catching. a. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think they're in practice right now. <laughs> well, we've got we've got quite a few people in the room, so I'm gonna I'm gonna allow people to come up, um, Sue and Wen, just to ask questions if you guys yeah. don't mind, and we'll just see where the conversation takes us. Absolutely, okay. sure. Well, I'm gonna bring Lamar up. He's up next. Hey, uh, big Raptors fan here. Um, yeah. Just a question for Wendy, um, because we also have another player on our team. That is from Montreal and Chris Boucher. I just want to know if like yes. you had any connections to him. Like, did you know him growing up or anything like that? Um, we did not know him growing up at all. I believe Kev met him um, through Team Canada. Oh, but okay. they didn't know each other before that. They didn't play. Um, they didn't play um, on the same league. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just found that interesting. That not only do we have two Canadians, but two people from the same city. I just thought that was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, but, but, but also, um, now, now, um, for Sue, um, because Freddie, um, like you said, he was undrafted. So what was that whole, you know, the draft party like, and then seeing, and then the speech that he said, in my opinion, was just really powerful, like, and then seeing where he's come today, like what, how, 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 where did his resilience kind of come from in a way, if you understand the question I just said. That's a great question. Um, Let's see. So the draft party was, um, it was bittersweet. Like, of course, it's everyone's dream to hear their name called. But if you know Fred's story, you knew that had his name been called, that wouldn't be his story. You know, I feel like everything is, we kind of appreciate things more because they're harder to obtain. So it makes it sweeter once we get there. And I just knew that that was part of his storyline that he wasn't done. And um, we also knew, you know, late in the game that um, Toronto was really interested in him. I think his resilience, that's just part of his upbringing. Um, we live in a tough community. Uh, we, you know, it's, I think it's just part of who we are and what we try and instill in our kids. And we were just really lucky and fortunate that, you know, he gets it. That's great. Thank you. Lamar, do you have a follow-up question or are you um, good to go? As of right now, no. But if I Okay. Read that, sure. Did I answer your question, though? Oh, it did. It did. It did. It did. Okay, cool. Thanks, Lamar. Thank you. Not for anything. I just want to say, Lamar, um, because you were talking about did Cam know Chris Boucher before he didn't. But now that I think about it, this is the second team that Cam's playing with where there's also another player from Montreal representing. So I think, because in the Magic, he had uh, Karim Manet, who was a rookie and very new. Um, So Cam was able to mentor him. And then here he goes to the Raptors, and now there's another Montreal player. So... I'm only now realizing that as you're saying that, and it's just wonderful to think that Montreal, you know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute, we have some talent in Montreal. Right, exactly. So Kim goes anywhere else, you'll have to find another Montreal player. We'll have to go to AKC. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the Canadian scene is on fire right now, and I think um, 
you know, when you think of the history of basketball in this country is it's predominantly being driven by the Toronto Raptors. The championship in 2019 definitely had basketball fever at an all-time high. So it's only going to get better, and this country is only going to produce more talent. Amen. I was just going to say Lou Dort as well from Montreal. So mm-hmm. another Montreal product. A lot of Montreal basketball players coming out. I, um, I got the chance to see uh, a Montreal rap team, I believe, a couple of years ago, and they, they destroyed the tournament. So I imagine we see more and more people coming out of Montreal as well. Um, hi. How you guys doing, Wendy? Hi, Sue. How you guys hey. doing? Hope you're well. Good. Hi. Um, Thank you. Big, big, big fan of uh, both of your son's games and uh, big fan of the Raptors as well. Wanted to ask you, and this is kind of a question for both of you guys. Um, Sue, your son has this slogan, this, this kind of motto that says, bet on yourself, right? And yes. Development is something that the Raptors are known for. So I wanted to ask you how how important do you think it is, you know, in terms of Freddie re-signing with the Raptors and Kem deciding to come to the Raptors uh, for, for, to to kind of know that the development aspect is an important part here and they can kind of grow their games and improve here as well. I think that. Um... I think given uh, the season, even like if we didn't know that the development was there within the organization and how successful they are at untapping potential in players, that those of us that love the Raptors wouldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Love that. And when for you, for Kem coming from Orlando, every organization is is very different. So, what what do you think Kem's? I mean, I'm sure you've had some some conversations with him over the last few days. He's excited. He's playing in his home country. But what are, what does he expect from the organization? That he's going to be allowed to play differently. So when Cam was playing with Nick Nurse from Team Canada, he said that was the first time that he was able just to develop his game the way he would like it because he was given more freedom. And I think for a player that's so important because you have this talent and you want to really like concentrate on it and own on it. And then sometimes you have organizations that say, no, 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 we want this. Well, with Nick Nurse, he was like, bring your talent And let me see what you have and let's see how that can help us win games. So I think with Cam, that's really what was attractive to him about playing for this team and playing for this coach, because now he can he can develop his game comfortably and the way he wants to develop his game, as long as it fits what the team's doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think. I'm sorry. I think that's really deep, Wendy, because that's really kind of the exact same thing that um, I was reading that Gary Trent Jr. had just said. Yeah. It seemed, uh, the, the reason I asked the question in, for, in the first place is because it seems like every time the Raptors acquire a new player or, you know, someone else joins a team, um, you know, development is something that they mention instantly um, and, and having the ability to grow. So I think that's something the organization is focused well on. Um, and you can see it with the players that they've developed, obviously. Yeah. I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys just in general, um, how has it been the transition living in Tampa and dealing with the whole move and you know the the craziness of it all? Um, how how is how has that been? And, and I guess Wendy, for you, uh, do you, is there any type of adjustment from from Orlando to Tampa? Well, honestly. It's hard to answer that question because Kem was only in Tampa for like a hot minute. He literally got there on <laughs> Friday. So <laughs> he hadn't even been there 24 hours yet. Like he literally got there um, late at night. Um, he went to sleep. He had to wait out the 48-hour process. Um, and then, so I think he got there Friday night, actually. Um, and then on Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m., he signed his contract, and that was it. And he boarded a flight right away to go to New York, where he's with the team right now. So there hasn't been that big transition yet. And let's not forget, because Kem um, was living in Orlando, that's only an hour and a half away. So he has that comfort where he didn't have to rush and move his family and get everybody going to New York or anywhere else. You know what I mean? He was just able to okay, guys, we're going to be here for a little bit more. So his family can come see him. It's only an hour and a half away. You know what I mean? So right now that transition is good for him. But, I mean, again, it's only been 
It was only a couple of hours. So I don't think he's even left the gym in Tampa. <laughs> so I'll answer that in about a month. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I can say that there is nothing like a home game in Toronto. Yeah. There's nothing like it. It's fun. Um, I don't know if it's because of my personal tie with the team that even as a fan of the game, I have, I enjoy it way more in Toronto than I have in anywhere else watching. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, they had like zero time to move and we're, you know, you're moving your whole family with her, you know, with or without kids, with or without pets and a mm-hmm. short amount of time and, hats off to all these guys or the women behind them for making it as seamless as possible for them. Yeah. And it's not the same. It's not the same at all, but um, the perk is the weather. It's really warm down there. (laughs) (laughs) So Sue, have you had a chance to actually get down to a game in Tampa? I have. Yes. And I have not, the only games that I have been to are the ones where only family was allowed. So, I haven't been able to experience it with fans in the building to know if it, you know, if it comes close to it or not, but I doubt it. Probably better that way anyways, to be honest. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because I probably would have been on TV had it been, you know, (laughs) negativity and not chanting for Toronto. So, yep. Awesome. Yes. We're going to get our next speaker up. I appreciate you coming up. Maxwell, you're coming up next. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Take care. And uh, Wendy, too. looking forward to watching your son tonight. Sue, same as you. Have a good one. Oh, well, Thank you. Yeah. You too. Fred, Fred's probably not playing, but never mind. Right, <laughs> That's one. okay. I know what you mean, though. See <laughs> yes. Maxwell, welcome. Hey, what's going on, Kirk? Thanks for having me up. Wendy, a pleasure to talk to you again. Welcome, Sue. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have a question for uh, for Sue, actually, uh, my first question is, have you met Drake? <laughs> um, indirectly. Funny story. <laughs> um, we were in the same space, and my daughter thought that she, he was Fred from across the room, so she got, like, halfway to him, and then she looked at me, and she was mortified. She's like, that's not my brother. I'm like, no, that's not him. And we just laughed and smiled at each other, and that was the extent of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, my follow-up was going to be like, do you ever get annoyed with the with Drake comparisons to your son, or is it like like funny to you at this point? Yeah, I miss that. Sorry. Oh, do you ever get annoyed that people compare like Fred with with Drake so much? No, I I think it's just part of it. And some of them are really funny, and gotcha. you know. I mean, it, it just is what it is. Yeah, gotcha. Well, the, well, what's it like to this is like my my follow up like Drake Raptors question though? Like, what's it like to sort of, um, you know, for for a few years now, sort of have with him sort of being an ambassador for the team and and just kind of be um, connected, you know, so much. Like, what? I, like, I, I I don't live in obviously I'm. I'm I'm in North Carolina. I don't live in, you know, Toronto. I'm, you know, I, I have no clue. Like, you know, you kind of see it from the outside, but from the inside, like what's sort of been his, um, you know, impact for the, for the team and the guys in the locker room. He's Fred has always been an old soul, even as a young child. So I think in the locker room, he just brings that calming presence. His, uh, He's, you know, he's just, um, I lost my train of thought there. (laughs) He, um, I think he helps everyone and mentors them and passes along insight that he has to others. And they, you know, they just use each other as sounding boards. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's that's always great to have. So that that was, that's, that's all the questions I had. So thanks so much, Kurt. I appreciate it. Maxwell. We'll get uh, Garrett up next. Hey, Garrett, welcome. Um, What's going on, Kurt? Thank you for having me up. Hi, Miss Sue. Hi, Miss Wendy. Um, Hi. Um, I 
It's not really a question. I guess it's more so a statement, if that makes sense. Uh, Miss Sue, I actually got to watch um, your son, Fred, at Wichita State. I was a big fan of his. Surprised he got drafted because I was thinking, I'm like, how does he go on draft? You could see the talent. But, <laughs> right. but you know, I, obviously, then watching him, like, develop um, in Toronto and so on and so forth. And, and, like, you could see bits and pieces of how good he was. Then, like, I think 2019 in the playoffs and especially in that final, you could see him. You could finally see the growth. I'm like, that that guy, like, you, everyone who, who didn't draft him coming out, I can't remember what year it was. They not they now regret it now. So just want to give pay your son a little compliment there. Um, but my other question was, um, and this is both to you, Miss Sue, and to Miss Wendy. Like, was it was it hard? Like, like I guess as a parent of of a young athlete, was it hard? Like, was it hard for them? Was it hard for you guys? I guess if this makes sense to kind of like I guess hold them back when it when only thing they wanted to do was either play ball, hoop, or whatever growing up or did you kind of just or did you kind of like kind of let them go like do their thing or did you kind of like get um maybe pull the reins back just a little bit um as kids growing up if um but this is wendy uh for me it's a little bit opposite where kim actually didn't want to play basketball at first he played when he was young but then because he was like uh, way taller than the other kids he didn't like the fact that the coaches kept saying focus on cam focus on cam so he quit only when he turns older when he was 13 um i was like hold on a second you have this talent because his coordination was so good and i was like there's there's something that can be developed so let's attempt let's try this and he did but it took me to I guess push him, but not like as a parent, you want your kid to be comfortable in doing what they want to do. Um, and he tried it out and he absolutely loved it in the end. It just took a while for him just to get to, to get, you know what I mean? To play. He didn't believe that he was as good as he was at the time. Um, I had to get him in front of a couple of coaches and get him on some teams. And then he was like, wait a minute, I actually like this. I actually have confidence to play and I'm actually I do have this potential to go further and at that point I let him decide hey do you want to exercise this and move forward or do you want to stop and he just said no no I want to do this I actually believe that I can go somewhere and that's how Kem started playing basketball and this is Sue and our story was kind of opposite where Fred picked up a Fred started playing at five and it was pedal to the metal. I mean, we went full speed. I caught myself um, a few times just saying, like, if I'm all in until you are no longer having fun. Yeah. Once you stop having fun, then we're done. And we're still playing. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as a parent, it's good when you recognize your kid's talent, right? And you're able yes. to push them um, yep. and help them. When I say push, I'm talking about help. Because you have right. a lot of parents that push too hard and they live vicariously through their kids and then the kids don't enjoy it. Correct. You know what I mean? And yes. it, it becomes the, the parent's dream and not the kid's dream. Like, I, yep. I wanted Kim to see his own dream, but I just let him know, like, hey, you know what? You are very good. Why don't you try it? If you don't like it, do something else. And he loved it. But it just took that little nudge, like, hey, why don't you go back to playing basketball? And I wasn't saying it because he was towering over all his friends at the time. I was just saying it because (laughs) I was like, he's actually very good. Like, you know what I mean? I was looking at what he was able to do. And I'm like, you have your talents a little bit more advanced than than some of the kids. And yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's because parents that we were able to recognize that because not a lot of parents can. No, and just get providing support when they need it. Right. Um, you know, because there, um, there were trips and times where he had to take his basketball journey by himself. And, yeah. you know, and I mean, he was 12 getting sent on an airplane by himself to go play with the team. That's a lot of faith. And a lot of moving parts. And in our instance, it all worked out. Yes, it Garrett, did. Garrett, oh, do you have a follow-up? I was just going to say, Joe, follow-up question. Um, no, that uh, – well, no, not off the top of my head, I don't. I did not have a follow-up <laughs> question. <laughs> we appreciate you coming up. Thank you. 
No problem. Yeah, thank, thank you for having me. Sravan, you're up next. Hi, Kurt. Thanks for bringing me up. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Sue. And Hi. everyone down in the room, please gem these people. They always bring excellent content almost every week. I've been to many of your shows, Wendy. This is awesome. Yes, yes, you are. Thank you. Yeah, she's really good. Thank you. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, I can't do it without the mothers, right? Yes. Like, so it, it's all about, but it's true. It's all about the mothers, right? I can sit there and chit chat all I want, but if the mothers aren't there to be on the other end to talk about the truth of what our boys go through, then there really wouldn't be a story. It would always be mine. So I want everybody's story to be out. And thank you for always being here whenever we do our locker rooms for men. Uh, thanks, Wendy. So I have a question for Sue. So we all know like Fred's mantra, like believe in yourself. And I think like after his rookie contract, uh, he just took a two-year deal, what, 20 million. And I think he, he could have been offered more, but more, yes, he bet on himself and then got an $80 million contract this offseason. So what was the process like? Why did he decide to take a two-year deal instead of a longer-term deal? Oh, that's a okay. Love um, that question. <laughs> Honestly, I'm more of a cap nerd, so I'm interested in these things. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, he had faith in himself and the Raptors that he could take a shorter deal and that he would be rewarded later. He had, you know, that much, mm-hmm. he, um, his upside, right? Because he, his game is so, di- you know, he's really improved um, on the court and he just had enough faith in himself that he knew that he could do it. And that's what he set out to do. Yeah, I get like, see advanced metrics he's like top 20 in the entire league this year and yeah. according to some metrics he should have been an all-star but we can talk about that later <laughs> we we can talk about that later because you know i'm his mom so of course i think he should be an all-star <laughs> yeah. i think so too like people for me personally when i look at basketball like scoring is not the priority like other things i value other things like passing defense playmaking i think sure. fred does that really well and those are not captured by traditional numbers correct yep yep but nobody called and asked me i would have given them my opinion but i didn't get that opportunity (laughs) yeah and nice nice talking to you nice talking to you thanks for coming up stravin so i'll just build on that question for you sue you know it's definitely worked out in Fred's belief of betting on himself, because had he been drafted, there's no way he makes the money that he's now made in the time that he's been in the league. Do you know, I feel like there's a lot of players now who maybe look at Fred and say, well, if Fred did it, I can do it. And he's become like this role model for those undrafted guys who are coming into the league and saying, well, Hey, Freddie did it. We can do it. How do you think he plays that role? And I know most recently, you know, with Terrence Davis on the role, he uh, Ter- Terrence Davis on the team before he was traded, he was undrafted and kind of did was following similar steps to Freddie, and then obviously he's now gone. But what do you know uh, where when it comes down to Fred, how he plays that role, and now that he's a leader for not just the Raptors but the entire league? Mm. All right, <laughs> that's um. I know that, like, he was very conscious of the fact that being undrafted made him potentially in the position that he's in, right? Um, Had he been drafted, he wouldn't be making as much money as he is. Um, And he was very aware of that throughout the whole process. And I think that it couldn't have happened to a better person, and nor has it happened to a better person to be able to be there to pave the road for other people. It's a lot of hard work and grit and just really, you know, not to be cliche, but betting on yourself. And, you know, that takes on its whole, you know, that that's, there's a lot that goes into that, right? You have to have faith. You have to believe in yourself. 
when no one else does, when you walk this journey and you're essentially out there on this road by yourself, you have to believe with everything in you that it's possible and that you can do it. And when it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean it's not going to, it just hasn't happened yet. Exactly. I agree. And for you, when this is going to be the first real off season or summer for Kim, where the ball's in his court, you know, he's got these next 19 games with the Raptors, but he's a free agent this summer. Um, have you spoke to him about it? How excited or is he looking? Um, yeah, we did speak about it the other day, but I, Kemba's vision is Raptors. So, Yay! you know what I mean? The free agency period is coming up, but I think for him, it's, I'm just praying that I get to stay where I'm at because he's finally going where he wants to go. So, you know what I mean? He wants to stay there. He doesn't care where the team moves to. Yep. Like I just today, I was laughing. I said they could be the Russian Raptors. Kim's getting on the plane, and they're all going to Russia. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, <laughs> like, exactly. He don't care. <laughs> he just wants to play for the organization and play for the coach. So, you know what I mean? So, free agency or not, Kim's goal is to do what he can to contribute um, within the next nineteen games. Hopefully, he'll play tonight and move forward with the team in the future. That's amazing to hear. We love to hear that. And I know yeah. all Raptors fans are happy to hear it. Wayne, welcome to um, the room and thanks for coming. Hey, Wayne. Thank you, Kurt. How you doing, Miss Wendy? Miss you. I'm a big fan of Title League. Uh, yeah. Love what y'all do. Hi, Wayne. Nice Thank to hear you. from you again. Always a pleasure. Um, I know y'all get a lot of questions about sports, and I love sports, but I just wanted to change the, the floor up for you real quick. What are, what are three things you all are grateful for? Um, I ask that because I, I'm I'm just the more I talk to people I'm I'm just you know want to learn their story so if you could just share with the room three things you are grateful for I would love to hear it. You want to go Sue or do you want me? To... Um, I can go first. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, God, most of all. Amen. Yeah. Um, my family. Amen. In our house. Amen. Beautiful. Oh. Okay, so I wrote the things down that I wanted to say. Faith, family, and health. <laughs> That's what it is all about. That's yes. Yep. And follow up, Mr. Curtis, if you don't mind. Appreciate you. Miss you and Miss Wendy, uh, what, thing, what one thing did you do for yourself this week pertaining to either self-care or just, you know, mental health? Ooh, love it. Yes, ma'am. Um, I actually had the nicest massage that I've had in forever. And the reason I'm saying this because I called the, um, my massage therapist and I said, I'm so stressed. My son is going through a lot right now, <laughs> trying to get waved. Just hook me up. Get you. <laughs> and she did. And for me, it just relieved my stress because I felt stressed for him. We weren't sure what was going to happen. weren't sure if he was going to get waived. We weren't sure of anything. So that stress, as a parent, you take on your child's stress. So I said, you know what? I'm no good to him if I'm all over the place. So I needed that nice deep tissue massage so that I could just relax my body, relax my mind and my health, and then get back to it. And that's exactly what I did. So thank you for asking, Wayne. No problem. Awesome. I'm big on that mental health part. So you already know. Miss yeah, you, yeah. What was yep. yours? <laughs> um, I went and got a mani and a petty, and it was much needed. Amen. I got one the other day, so I, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I'm big on I'm telling yes. y'all. What you said, you get. I think we need to hear, have these type of talks because I know y'all get flooded and floored with the you know, the, your sons and, you know, that type of stuff. Sure. So I, def I just like to hear the human side of it. So I definitely appreciate y'all yeah. just sharing Thank that. Thank you. Um, yeah, for real. Thank you. Thank you, Curtis, always. Appreciate Wayne, that. I'll um, just follow up with on your point. You know, you are a big advocate for mental health. And with two moms here right now, I, the question for both Sue and Wen is, you know, I, I can think about my own mom. You know, I, I go to my mom when I need to speak to somebody. It's no different than the majority of people on this earth. Your mom is your confidant. You trust them. They are that person that's always there for you. So you guys always say it. They may be NBA players, but they're just your kids. How do you guys 
you know, with all of the distractions and the noise that they face as celebrities, how do you guys still play the role as mom um, and be there for them when they're just having a bad day? Um, for me, this is Wendy. I, I, there's always a fine line between mom and then other anything else other than that, right? So for Kem and I, he understands and knows that he can call me at any time because um, he knows I'm always there. For me, it was last week we spoke almost 4 a.m. almost every night because I knew he needed something. He needed to release. He needed to speak. So for me as that mom, I had to get up and think, okay, Kim, what is, the, what is on your mind? What, what, what can I do for you? What can I help you? Because I didn't want him to go into this vicious circle of having all these thoughts because that can happen yeah. to anybody. I don't think people really understand fully the pressure of a player. You know what I mean? You're on this, you're on this team or any team. You have all these high expectations. Everybody, everybody ex- expects every player to score and score. And Kim is known for not scoring. So for him, there's a lot of pressure because when people were talking about him going to the Raptors, it was, oh, well, you know, Cam Birch, he's great, but he doesn't score. What's he going to add? And for him as a player, like, what do you mean? What am I going to add? You have the internet trolls. You know what I mean? The internet trolls that are nasty. They're just nasty. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yesterday it was, how dare he take his save number 24? The other player, Norman Powell had it. How dare Cam Birch? Who does he think he is? Oh my goodness. Are you serious? Yes. I was reading it this morning. I went to, oh, Oh. I'm so mad. But as a player, you know, that's a lot of pressure because you want to keep people happy. You want to have fans. You know what I mean? You play for yourself, but you also play for the fans. You play for the love of the sport. So nobody wants to, to, to feel that pressure, right? So for me, as a mom, I just try to do what I can do for him. Cam is 28. It does not matter to me. He's still my son. And I'm always going to be there to help him get through his mental stress because that is number one. And I always tell him, you are a person before you're a basketball player. So never forget that. And if you find it gets too hard, just stop playing for a minute and collect yourself. Because at the end of the day, they're just going to turn around and replace you. And you're going to be sitting there in your corner with your, with your issues and no one's going to care. So care for you first. Well done. I want. I just want to build on what you said because... I think I feel like everyone um, wants to talk about basketball with them. So for Fred and I, we I try to talk as little basketball as I can with him. Yeah. To um, and just talk about things that are, that are really important, and especially if I know he is having a bad day, I'm not trying to cram basketball down his throat or like how do you feel because I already know how he feels as his mom I already know that he's carrying the weight of all of that and more and things like that we wouldn't even think of on his shoulders so we I just really try to connect with him every few days um, if not more often depending on the situation um, and talk about everything but basketball and my son is a really big thinker and so I know that no matter what happens, that he always needs a few days to himself. Yeah. And he has since he was little. And then, you know, when he's ready to talk about it, we talk about it. If I feel like I need to push the envelope, I will. But more importantly, just that he's taking care of himself. Yes. Amen. Because at the end of the day, no one else will. Right? right. Except for mom. But, that, you know. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just, I just, I just had to highlight that because. I, I tell people all the time, like when you in your profession, you want to just talk about it. Like we care about you too. So I just had to get right. that out there. And I appreciate y'all as always keep up the good work, man. Thank you. You know, it's, it's important as a parent, you teach your kid moms, moms are always forever. Yep. Yes. You know what I mean? That's that relationship that, that just won't go away. I mean, it's rare. You hear a mother that doesn't want anything to do. You know what I mean? And that's a whole other subject. Right. But yep. for the most part, a mom is always there. We will do whatever we have to. We're just natural nurturers. Like Kim can call me right now and say, "Mom, can you, can you get to to Tampa?" I mean, I'm going to be standing on the barbed wire fence between the Canadian U.S. border. <laughs> like, yo, let me in, Joe Biden. <laughs> yes. How do I get through here? Somebody, and I'll bring the box, the wire cutters, and I'll meet you there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> be in. So, and, and actually, yes. I'm supposed to go there in two weeks. So that's the plan, right? And we're trying to figure out how to get me there. 
That's yeah. amazing. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. But but Wayne, thank you for touching on the the mental health part because that's very important. Um, oh no for problem. Players, right? And that you yeah. always touch on the human side, like you say. So it's always it brings a different element to our talks that we have here in locker room, and it's important. Miss Wendy, before I go to the state audience, I'll say this: I talk to a lot of guys, and they say, "Look, tell the tell the young guys, we make millions of dollars, but that doesn't make us happy. That's so we right, need to right? talk about our feelings." So I, I want to highlight that. I know people see twenty million, fifty million. Some guys are hurting because people use them and abuse them and they're snakes to them. So the best thing yeah. sometimes you do is just have, just be a safe space. And I've learned yes. that. So I just want to highlight that we care about your feelings just as much as we care about your son's dribbling that ball. Thank you. That out there. you. Thank no you. I talk to him all the time. Don't be afraid to say no. Oh yeah. <laughs> For because, real. Right. You know what I mean? When you get this no. money, all of a sudden you have new aunties, uncles, sisters, brothers you never knew about, mm-hmm. friends removed that you went to high school. Miss Wendy, that might be a talk for class. another day. I might ask Kirk, can we do that? All three of us, because that's 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 real. That is yeah, real. it is. Just it tell really him keep is. that circle small and, and like you say stay prayed up. He'll be fine. You yeah. too, Miss Sue. Thank Amen. you. Thanks, Wayne. Wendy, we appreciate you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, no. Wendy, I know how I felt. Um when the borders were going to close and I thought Fred and his family would be in Canada the whole time. So how has that been for you and what have you done to keep your spirits up? Cause it's been a long time since you've gotten to hug your son. So the last time, Oh God, I can cry about this. The last <laughs> time I actually hugged my child was November 20th, 2019. When oh the magic- my when the Magic played the Raptors. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. And I was in Toronto and I was thinking that, oh, I'll see you in a couple of months anyway. I'll see you in February. My plan yeah. was to go. And then he took a vacation because it was All-Star. So I said, yes. I'll, I'll go to All-Star. I'll see you next month. And that was March and COVID. And let me tell you, it is so hard because I can't get up and just get on a plane and go. Yeah. Anytime I feel like it, you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. and it has nothing to do with anything else other than I can't get into the country. Correct. Right. And it's the worst feeling ever because if something were to happen now, I don't know what I would do. I literally would probably like get on the fence. I'm telling you. because <laughs> Right. You got to yeah. be there. But you know what? In having these talks with mothers, you know, a lot of the mothers were saying to me, oh, well, if you can't get to your child, I will. Absolutely. I, At the yeah. drop of a dime. Yeah. Yep. I know I can call Sue Sue <laughs> yes. Tampa and get uh, help Cam or whatever. You know, Absolutely. You know if, you, if you were, in, if I were in Toronto or whatever, or anywhere in Canada, yes. I, you can't get to Fred. I'm there. And yep. that's, that's the comfort, the latest comfort that I've had with the mother, just knowing that, okay, this is the only option I have. Yep. And I actually spoke to Kevin about it and we laughed about it. And I said, if some mother comes up to you and gives you a random hug, well, no, sh- <laughs> I sent you. <laughs> it's really for me. Yeah. 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 So, so if I see, right. Nervous. Like if yeah. I see him, I'm like, I'm really not a weirdo, but I have to hug you from your mom. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yo, you're Fred Van Vliet's mom. It's okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, yeah, but to answer your question, it's been really tough. Like I can just, like, it, it really puts me to tears a lot because. I just want to be able just to see him and FaceTime isn't enough. Like it's I just not want to... because there's, there's still that natural disconnect, right? Yeah. 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 It's been what, 15 years since Kem's left. So we didn't have, um, after that dinner time every night that we would right. have. Right. Yep. So sometimes when the mothers talk, when I have, when I do my podcast and we talk and they say, Oh, well I was able to go see my son at Thanksgiving or, whatever weekend it's just no big deal it's up the street that's never been the case for me right it's always been since he's been in high school it's always been I had to get on the flight and go and I can only do a weekend because well I had to work I had his little brother I had all kinds of stuff so we never had that that family time where everybody's together at the same time in a very long time so I just pray that now that he's in Canada, well, I mean, when we get back to Canada, right? Uh, it, it'll it'll be the biggest dinner table setting. <laughs> so, big time. I, yes. I I I mean, I was with you when, and I just 
That's yes. a long time. That's a long yes. time. So hopefully yeah. we can get this pandemic behind us. The Raptors can be back in Toronto and, um, you know, you can see your son. Yes, hopefully soon. But if, if not, it's okay. I can, I'm sneaking into Tampa soon, Sue. I'll let you know. Okay. There we go. We're, we'll find a way. Yeah, May 5th. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Lamar, you're back up. Yeah. 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 I, I guess I got another question. Um, not not from not from a basketball standpoint, but just as like a fan, uh, Wendy, you being Canadian, and Sue, you being the mother of Fred Van Vliet, seeing the videos of Jurassic Park, um, and throughout that whole throughout that whole championship run, like what was it like, like looking at that, and have any of you guys been to Jurassic Park anytime? Yes. So. In Montreal, I lived in Montreal at the time, and Jurassic Park was huge. And I remember, I remember being at work and getting in trouble actually because I wanted to run down the street and see what was going on because it was, <laughs> it was actually huge. Because you know what I mean? It's Canada, it's our country, and we were so proud. And I will never forget that. That is just something that we were used to, right? I mean, how often do the Raptors? You know what I mean? Have the opportunity for a championship. Yeah. So, and I remember, I remember those like that. That entire what week must have been a week, week and a half. Uh, yep. Just Jurassic Park everywhere. And after Sue answers, uh, Kurt, you can t- you can testify to the Jurassic Park here in Halifax, eh? So, <laughs> yeah. So we had. Um, I actually was in Toronto for some of the games, and I got to witness Jurassic Park, but I didn't go in it. But I do remember talking to uh, my my other son, like, we should just go out in Jurassic Park. I bet it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't. And then um, we also hosted Jurassic Parks here in Rockford, Illinois. And it was on a much smaller scale, but um, everyone had a blast. And it really brought out, um, it brought our community together to be able to celebrate that with you guys. That's amazing. Yep. That's amazing, Lamar. Where are you from? Oh, I, I, I'm from um, I'm, I'm from Brampton. Uh, it's close to Toronto. Um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we, like, we know Brampton. Yep. Yeah, like, <laughs> we sure we do. Our, yeah, we had our own kind of Jurassic parks um, scattered across the GTA. But like, there's been like because we have a Canadian football league, so like literally the the, the Saskatchewan football team they opened up their arena for for a Jurassic park of their own. So. It was just nice. Oh, that's so cool. Different, yeah, seeing different cities all over the country just just coming together for, for one team. Um, another question that I have, um, because social media can be a, a dangerous, or not just dangerous, but scary place, um, mm-hmm. especially when you are a basketball player. You, you're put on a higher pedestal than others. So is there any advice that you gave to your sons about social media and and like and in terms of stuff getting taken out of context, like how are you, you know, w- w- there with? Yes, stay off of it. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing else to say. Don't look at it and keep it pushing. Like, because I, at, at the beginning of Kim's career, he used to, because it was meaningful. You're like, oh, you know, like I, I'm a magic player now and I want to see what the fans are saying. And some of the fans absolutely loved him and some of the fans absolutely hated him. So, and I said, you're always going to have the best of the both worlds, right? But, For a player, it's just gut-wrenching. Even if you're the worst player on the team, you know you're the worst player on the team, you definitely don't want to be reminded of it. So I used to tell Cam, just ignore it. Like 1,500 comments later. Yes, yes, Your son sucks. He's overrated. He's blah, blah. Like, I don't, like, I mean, as a parent, your natural reaction is to strike back. Yeah. (laughs) because that's what we've done for our kids their entire lives. And Mm -hmm. this takes a special kind of self-control. That's, that's my (laughs) two cents. (laughs) We live in a world where it's just like, you know, one day Fred and Kim can be the amazing to everyone. And then, you know, not even 24 hours later, Oh, you suck. And it's it's, it's, the roller coaster. And I think like, Whenever you hear athletes, they'll always say, oh, you know, I don't pay too much attention to it. But we're all human. How can that not affect you? Like, at some point, it has to just, like, wear. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, and and, and me personally, like, I feel like 
they can post like one emoji and all of a sudden everybody's you know on them not even as a basketball player but like <laughs> they'll they'll take they'll take they'll take it out of context as like oh he's leaving or oh he supports this so i can't or i gotta burn his jersey because he he you know maybe posted something that i don't like and maybe that's something that they strongly feel about you know a certain thing so it it, it I, I i don't know what they go through when it comes to you know talking about how they feel and stuff like that but i i i would expect it to be hard in a way so just thank you, uh, woman, for, you know, being strong mothers for your parents. And I'm sure that you guys grew them up great because seeing Fred and seeing um, as much of Kim as I can, um, they, they seem like not only great basketball players, but great men and great examples. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And and just to add a little bit to what you're saying, Lamar, you know, it, it's you have to teach them just to be themselves because at the end of the day, you can't keep everybody happy. The, the media is always going to find something wrong, unfortunately. And I find people spend more time finding what's wrong other than, you know what I mean, than, than really shining on what's right. And for me as a parent, that just drives me nuts. And I try to tell Kim all the time, just ignore it. It doesn't matter what people think because you know who you are. And it's, it's usually the people that don't play basketball have no idea how to play basketball. <laughs> then you know they have the they're, biggest comments. What? They're like 2K basketball players. And they're the ones, yes, that have the nastiest and the biggest and the longest comments. And after a while, you just have to let it go. And he did let it go. And I remember having a conversation with him years later about it. And I thought I was going to lose my mind. And he started to laugh. He's like, Mom, let it go. <laughs> it's like you can't use me against me but <laughs> right <laughs> but it's true because it's natural I went online um of course the past couple of days and I'm like how are the Raptors fans how they are receiving him and a lot of it's mixed a lot of it's nice you know what I mean but then like I said you have the, the nasty ones and you know like you said like Sue was saying earlier you just want to fight back and yep. I want to fight back as mom but I want to fight back just as a fan you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, gosh, it will look really bad if one Sparks goes up there. And she starts, <laughs> then, then I'd be on the news. And I was like, maybe I'll create an alias just because I want to be heard. You know what I mean? Because it hurts. It hurts me as a mother to hear people say nasty things about my son. It hurts me when they say it against other players. Correct. Because, you know right. I mean? It's as not parents, just my kid. It, yeah. Just... They're all my kids. You know what yep. I mean? But Sue, we yep. have 449 other children, right? So it's like, <laughs> so right. it's like. But it's true. And, and, and these, these, these men, I mean, they're doing the best they can. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's never going to be enough. You know what I mean? Not everybody's a superstar. So they have to live with that day in and day out. And it's just, it is what it is. But it, sometimes it just irks me. Anyway. Thank that's, you. That's, that's great. Thank you. You're Thanks, welcome. Amar. We're going to get uh, Joe up next. Joe, welcome. Um, Joe, are you there? Well, I don't think he's there. We'll see if we get him back on. Um, Do we have, we've got another four or five minutes here, guys. Does anyone else have um, questions for Sue and Wendy while we have them on? Um, And while I wait to see if we have any questions. If you don't know and you're just tuning in for the first time, you can find us at Courtside Moms. Uh, the podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, um, right through to YouTube. And Sue has been on our show um, multiple times. So if you want to go listen to her story um, about raising Fred and her journey, yes. please do. Yes. Uh, yes. Lamar has one more question. Okay, Lamar, just request to come up. <laughs> Oh man, I yeah, you know what? I kind of hate when I come down. It's like, oh man, now I got another one. So like, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Um, can you? Can, um, I know that Fred got um got picked up along uh side with the same at the same time Pascal and Jacopoto got drafted. Um, and maybe Wendy, you can speak to the two. Like some of the friendships that they made while being in the NBA. Like, can you like talk about those relationships that they formed? Sure. Go. You want to go ahead first, Sue? Um, yeah, I can go first. Um, I think, you know, when you come in with a group of guys, you 
you're all experiencing the same first, no matter how, what, what way you got there, you still have to lace up your shoes and go play. And you guys, they experience those things together and they develop a kinship that is forever. Yeah. And so the hard part is they have this job, unlike any of us, where at a moment's notice, within 24 hours, someone can be gone. Yeah. And that's not always something that we are prepared for. And so, you know, those, then when they, um, with their schedules and as busy as they are, you know, just being able to turn around and play someone quickly, like in the instance of Norm, that was, that was special just in the fact that they, then they all got a chance to say goodbye versus saying goodbye, you know, via FaceTime or texting and, you know, things like that. For Kim, um, I look back at his experience. Um, he was always coming in alone. There was never that group coming in, right? You know what I mean? He was alone when he went to Turkey as the only Canadian player, the only one who spoke English, you know what I mean? Um, same thing in Greece. Same thing when he went to the Magic, and now it's the same thing. So for Kem, I always say to him, it must be hard to always be the new guy. Mm. Because here you walk into a room and there's a roster of players that are already standing there and they've already established their spot. And then here you come in. How do they look at you? How do you feel internally? Because he and I were talking about that yesterday. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little worried. You know what I mean? It's only normal. It's like being the new boss at work, right? You know, everybody's going to be staring at you, wondering, oh my God, what change is this person going to make? And yeah. where sometimes in basketball, here you have guys thinking, what kind of change do you think you're going to change, right? Because nobody wants to be replaced. Nobody wants to be put behind because now you've got this new guy coming in who's going to take my spot or change up the what we've already have you know what I mean so it's a good situation but sometimes as for that one player that goes into a new situation I can imagine it being scary I would be I guess it all it's all about the welcome you get right right definitely and I, you know, I just kind of to add to Lamar's question, you know, when he'll have it's going to be amazing. We talked about having Chris Boucher, the two fellow Montreal born players, but having coach Nick Nurse, he's the head coach of Team Canada. That in itself is, is special. You know, there's not many players who get to represent their country and play for an NBA team where you're playing for the same coach. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Absolutely. great. And Sue, can you just tell me what Kyle Lowry has meant for your son Fred VanVleet? Gosh, um, he has meant a lot. He's really just, he treats Fred like a little brother. He um, is so smart and knowledgeable and really helps to guide him through the do's and the don'ts of a lot of things even if just life and um, giving him great insights on where he's been successful and where he hasn't been successful. Mm. Yeah, that's great. I'm actually, and that's, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's a, in that, um, I think that a lot of the, I can only speak on our experience, but I think that um, as ugly as the outside that we see of how our kids are talked about on social media and, you know, all of those things, I think with inside that circle that in our experience, um, they're very close knit because they're all going, it's all of the struggle is similar for all of them. It's not the mm -hmm. same, but it's very similar. So they, they just develop this brotherhood. Yeah. And I can't wait for Kem to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was thinking before about the pressure that the players are going through. I mean, here you have this championship team. Yeah. And then the following year, they weren't winning games. And I could, 
just the, I can just only imagine the pressure because once you win this championship, you are expected to upkeep that and just win forever. There's just no two ways about it, right? Yes. And it's hard because, like you say, you know, they, they, these guys are the same people and they're just humans and they're playing their hearts out, just like all the other 400 players, right? They're out there and everybody's gunning to win. So when you do one wrong thing, it's just, it's just the end of the world. You know what I mean? And fans flip sometimes. So that's why I look at Raptors fans and I'm like, I love them because it doesn't matter. They're nope. always true to the Raptors. No matter win or lose, they're all in it together. And that's what I love about the Raptors. And I read all the time about different teams and different, you know what I mean? Especially when I interview the mothers. I, I, I look yes. at the mothers, their sons, and I look at the teams. And I'm like, I find, for me, the Raptors fans are, are true to their team, especially with them moving out of the country for now, right? Right. Sometimes people don't care. They're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. You know, they're, they're no longer in Canada. And it's like, it doesn't matter. They still represent. They're not, not in Canada because they're choosing to be. Right. They're actually choosing to get out the country so that they can continue playing so that the team doesn't not play. Right. So, do you know what I mean? Anyway, it, it's, it, there's so much that goes into being a professional athlete. Um, and the day-to-day is just, they're no different than anybody sitting here on this call right now. Right. And just when you think of even like them having one being NBA champions, that means that every time they step out on the court, that other team is really bringing their A game. Of course. It's not like, oh, you know, they finished second in the East or fourth in the East. Yep. Let's get ready for this game. It's like, no, people, you know, people are really bringing their A game every time. Yeah. Everybody has a bad game every now and then, but it's like it just seems like once a team wins a championship, they're 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 never allowed to have correct a bad game ever again. Yep. And it's a lot of pressures for the players. Never mind the coaches. You can imagine the players too, right? Right. Right. And then you bring on the fact that okay, they were NBA championships champions, but we don't have that many televised games. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> preaching, Sue, you're preaching. You know, hey, we've know been preaching. We've been saying this forever, but yep. we're now that we've climbed the mountain and we've won that chip. I think um, you know we've set the bar, and you, you, you know, think about the Lakers, think about the Celtics. They they don't win every year, so the Raptors have now legitimized themselves as one of the you know one of the premier teams in this league, and I think that. Um, we're only going to see them continue to elevate year after year, even if there is, you know, some bumps in the. That's it. Yep. Well, thank you both. Before we close, um, Wendy, Sue, I'll start with you, Sue. Is there anything that you would like to plug or, you know, for, for everyone that's on um, or in this room right now, anything that you want to just share? Um, we're getting more new apparel at the FEV shop, so bear with us and um, bye. Go online. Bet on yourself. And yeah, for those that don't know, website is go for it, Sue. FEV twenty three. I think it's shop. Oh gosh, hold on. <laughs> you got it. You got it saved as the homepage, so we, we get it. Uh, I do. It's FEVshop.com. Perfect. Amazing. For all of your FEV gear, bet on yourself. Check out the shop. And what about for you? Um, for me, before I do any kind of shout out, I just want to ask everybody here just to continue to love on the Raptors. Continue to be their number one fan, right? Yeah, it does exist. Everybody can be their number one fan. Um, really show them how much love that you have for them show their support i mean like my new thing now is hashtag we the north right i mean i was yes. saying it for a long time but now i can actually say it out loud you know <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can actually say it with a little bit more pride before i was saying it because i'm a canadian and i was saying it because i love the raptors now i'm like i'm saying it because i'm canadian i love the raptors and i'm a raptors mom Yay! Uh, yes, yes. It hasn't even been twenty four hours yet. So <laughs> actually, no, that's not true. It's twenty four hours right now. So um, all right. <laughs> and um, also, if you want to hear more wonderful stories about 
whew, professional basketball players and just what they go through and the love and the hate that they get and their family life and what goes on day to day and how they stay as professional players, uh, whether they're in the NBA, the WNBA, G League overseas, you name it. Please get on Courtside Moms. You can find us anywhere you catch your podcast. And we have so many awesome stories. Sue stories on there. Just get on <laughs> Courtside Moms and flip through it and find her story and learn all about what she went through to raise Fred to become who he is today. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I've had a pleasure moderating this. Um, yeah. Sue and Wendy, you guys are Thank both you, Kurt. amazing. Thank you. So I hope everyone enjoyed it. This will air on all podcast platforms on Wednesday. But for now, go Raptors. Go Raptors. Watch us tonight. Yay. We're playing the New York Knicks. That's right. Yes. Have a good night, everyone. Thank, Thank you. Buddy. Bye-bye. Thanks, Sue. Thank you. Good luck getting to Tampa. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll text you later anyway. <laughs> okay, cool. All, All right. right. Bye. Bye. Bye.